Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Hello again. Welcome to the Trio of Positivity Podcast. Our very own in-house band providing the opening music there. We appreciate you joining us today. As you guys already know, we are a Chicago sports podcast where we skim the Chicago sports landscape to bring some positivity into your life. But anyone who's shared on the Chicago teams can attest. Sometimes it's hard to find. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Boo Pen, joined as always by my fellow Positive Brigade members and hosts of the program, Miller and Chris. Boys, how are we doing? Fantastic. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Thank you, Miss Rogers. You're welcome. Quick, quick social plug. Uh, our community on Facebook is under Trio Positive Podcast. Um, thank you for liking that page. Let's keep that community growing. This week, Chris was busy this weekend. He posted some stuff there as well. You'll hopefully see some more of that in coming days. At Twitter, we're at Trio Positivity. We're also on YouTube and TikTok. We'll share that information with you guys shortly. And our website is TrioPositivity.com. Some blog posts and more to come there. We have a very good episode for you today. In today's episode, we'll, we'll briefly touch on finally Cubs making some moves on the north side, talk about the Madhouse in Madison, um, you know, some Bulls and Blackhawks update. We'll talk about the NFL playoffs, storylines from this past week, as well as the week coming up um, for the playoff divisional round games. And in the main segment today, we will talk about the Chicago Bears Season review, we'll talk our quarterbacks and our offensive line, see how the year went, what we think is coming up for them in the future. Ooh, that was a lot of talking. You boys ready? Get this show on the road? Let's Let's do do it. it. Awesome. Let's start on the north side, boys. I hear you guys have been busy on the north side. You guys signed some of Of course. Of course. It was Cubs convention weekend. Woo! Come on, isn't anybody excited about the Cubs convention that just happened? No, nope. only true nope. Cubs fans nope. are excited, Miller. So I don't I know. It's still it, it's pretty cool to me. The, the the diehards that go to that every year. I've never really been interested, but maybe once the little ones grow a little older, it'd be fun to go to it. But um, not too many storylines came out of the Cubs convention. Um, the two biggest pieces that I saw was, um, first of all, being the chance for Cody to come back to the Cubs. That was that was everywhere during the convention, especially when Ricketts was on stage, but that was the big one. And then the other one was Jed Hoyer basically coming out and saying that we're quote unquote in the fifth inning of, um, of the off season. So um, have some expect some moves down the pipeline and hopefully Cody Bellinger being one of them. So one, one quick random point that came, I don't know if it was actually part of the convention, but they were talking about um, Wrigley field hosting an all-star game yeah, and apparently uh wrigley was listed as part of a possible like target for bad things to happen and they uh, they were having meetings with like high-ranking officials to see what um they could do to help 
um, make it safer. And it looks like they're going to put those little poles that come from the ground up. Um, you know, the, the lightning the little, rods? Like, I guess. No, I don't like know what the, you call You know, they're when like the, the little block traffic to make it, yeah, to make the, to block, make the traffic pedestrian friendly and block the traffic on the roads. Yeah. You, you know what I'm talking I don't know the name. I saw the name somewhere. What it are these sounded road weird. Blocks? Basically, They're not roadblocks. But... So you know how they have the, the roadblocks that just go like across, right? The orangey ones, right? These are like little cylinder poles that would come from the ground up that are pretty heavy. Oh, so those that... are roadblocks. I know what you're talking about now. They're not they're... defined as roadblocks. Though. But they're meant That's... to block the road. Right. Yes. Yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Well, they were talking about adding that all over Wrigley, and I'm like, that seems interesting since it is a Control. neighborhood, but it's Control. a neighborhood. Like, it's not a, you know, it's weird to see that, but I found that to be more interesting, too, than what was said at that uh, convention. Yeah, the other interesting piece that we'll touch on quickly was a trade did happen with the Cubs between minor leaguers. Why are we talking about this, you may ask? Well, the Cubs actually managed to get top prospects from the Dodgers system. Um, for relatively low players, and um, me and Chris had a nice conversation about it, and it it seems like the Dodgers are trying to trim some cap, so they're trying to get rid of those players and pick up some young yeah. ones that we have. So they the have Cubs some have, cap issues up in I up think in so. LA. <laughs> Even with <laughs> the two million that they're paying, what's his name? Two, but, two billion, two million. Oh, two but million. Yeah. It, apparently uh, we got some potential starters at and. For our infield, uh, specifically third base. So it's a move. We got to see more. And hopefully Jed's right. Hopefully we're in the fifth inning and he can close this fucking thing out. What's there? What's left to do? Just Bellinger and what else, though? Like, okay, we need a center fielder. We need a first baseman, a third baseman, and uh, at least one reliever. There you go. Yeah, I'm like, it's. It's just gonna be a. It's not gonna be something to, to get my blue chew going. So we can just keep this, like it's meh. It's not exciting. I mean, we talked about it before. It's it would have been more exciting with the other, with the other. Like the Cubs are gonna I mean, spend that's money, really but it's high not even bar, really spending money. Huh? Chris, that's a really high bar. If we start running the news by whatever gets you, I think I'm gonna start that trend. I'm gonna start the trend. If 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 does this does this news get me to want to take a blue? Does this chew? get the juices flowing down? Yes. Low. Does this get the juices flowing? We're gonna make that a segment. You guys just give me a story, and I'm gonna say that's oh blue chew worthy right there, brother. Right. We're gonna start having to put uh, PG-13 rating PG-13, on this podcast. No, no that's definitely <laughs> that's not that's what XR, we're doing, dude. Come on, <laughs> okay. we're doing okay. M at least. Okay. Great, great. We're eliminating whole listening base here but no um thank you for the update miller um you guys want to do a quick positivity rating on the cubs before we move on four six all right four. i love that you guys have flipped from last season like end of season chris i know like, right chris eight. is so excited the, the thing is though is from that moment we had a 10 at one point we weren't even we, i was at a 10 i was up there but what i'm saying is like What's happening in the offseason? employed that day. How this is this is what I don't get though, boys. How is it that the most exciting signing that us Cub fans could be about could be like happy about is our manager? Like that to me. Is I not mean, good I enough. get you, but we're still going to be competing for the playoffs, so that's it's, why I have him in not, a six. But this offseason does not get me really excited if 
you know, we actually did. Yeah, I just we said we're in the fifth inning. We still have some time. I mean, to be fair, like I think ex- apart from the Dodgers, like no team has really done much, right? Okay. Is that a fair statement to say? Yankees Toronto made Sh- a signing today. Strowman um, went to the Yankees. Yankees the Yankees did because they made Strowman. that big trade too. Mm-hmm. They got a trade in there too. Like there, so, there's so, movement. So, yeah. There's movement, but like I think maybe next season has a better off season. I don't know with Otani being like a free agent, which wasn't enough. Like I don't know. I think nope, next I'm season really you'll annoyed see... by the Dodgers to be honest. So we can change. <laughs> I mean, I'm not. Huh. It, they want to do business that way right. until the league stops them. It is what it is. In other news, Miller's being a hater today. Talking about Miller, buddy, take us down Madison Avenue. What you got for us? Ooh. Well, like we talked about last week, the Connor Bedard segment is no longer because he still has a broken jaw. Although I did hear that he was on the ice this week, which was oh. quite impressive. So, um, that's fun. Quite impressive. It's his jaw. His legs were fine. Do you understand what a broken jaw consists of? I'm sorry. Does the broken jaw consist of your legs not working either? Your jaw is wired shut. You cannot that's, eat. That's great. Can he still skate? Probably. Move bro, on. The, oh, my God. Bro, you literally don't leave the house when you have I a know. cough. And you are going to give him shit. You have a headache and it takes you four hours to respond to a text. And you're fucking complaining. You're giving him shit at, after getting the eyes for expectations. Jesus. Listen, I love that Miller and I are on the same page on this. Listen. Listen. As don't, I'm not a professional athlete, okay? <laughs> the man broke his job. <laughs> Boo-hoo. His legs still work. He was on the ice. He's fine. <laughs> Oh my if God. he's if he's playing with a wire with a, a a jaw wired shut, then I'll be more impressed. But the, it's his jaw; it's a broken jaw. He was You're still going to gonna say he fine. could still hold a stick. He could still yeah. shoot. He can still fine. shoot. He's what is it? What what was the politics? For, the shut up and shoot. There you go. That's what we're gonna do. Wow. I didn't well, know in, in other Blackhawks but... news, since we'll just move forward, since some people aren't impressed after someone goes through major surgery and is back with the team after a week, uh, they did sign um, Davidson. Um, so they inked him to a two year deal. He's been kind of uh, Jason Davidson or Dickinson. Sorry. Uh, he's a forward for us. Um, I think uh, Ben touched on him the last time he was on. He's kind of been a surprise. He was brought in as a leader and possibly seen as one of those guys that they can flip at the trade deadline. But uh, they were impressed by him. He's had a really good year, so they extended him on a two-year deal. So that's exciting, especially if he keeps up playing the way he has because he's definitely been keeping the Hawks in the games. And speaking of games, uh, they were 1-2 and two in the last week. So other than that, nothing happening with uh, the Blackhawks. Did you want me to transition? Yes. Apparently, I'm okay. transitioning. No, even no, though I, I wasn't it. even going to talk. Next. I, I, got is... I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. Hang on. Hang on. Chris, I heard you wanted to talk about the Bulls, especially uh, someone that was probably, you know, unceremonially booed last week. Awesome transition you... there, boys. Glad we're a professional podcast and we come for this kind of, uh, we come for this kind of content. So... Uh, a couple days ago, the Chicago Bulls held their most touted Ring of Honor ceremony, where it brought a bunch 
of the Bulls, I guess, best players or most memorable players. Uh, it's it's with, the 25 course, year of the first uh, cup, right? Huh? Is that trophy? Not trophy, the first um, trophy, 25 years of it. Is that not it? I thought that's what it, they were saying. No. The, the Ring of Honor is more of like their Hall of Fame. Kind of, it's like a more of a celebration of the people that were. Um, first like one was 91, I believe. So that would have been first like one's, 23. Yeah, 90. first one's 90, 1991. Or, yeah, 1991. Um, but that's that wasn't the main story that came out of this. The main story is when the Chicago Bulls added Jerry Krause to the name, and his widow was there to receive that honor, and got booed very, very loudly. Um, this is the one thing that I will probably say that was it expected? Yeah, should it have been done? No. no so, so there's going to be those people that are like, well, the Bulls should have known better to not invite said person. But then again, it's a celebration of the man who created the team who helped win six championships. So, of course, you want that person to be in there. It's a fucking shame what happened. Um, that should have never happened. Those fans that are there don't have an ounce of decency in them. I was... Well, keep in mind two things here. Okay, before one, you start, you're about to defend booing the man's wife. Go ahead. One, Dead bulls should have known this fucking was going to happen, and they should have never done it. And two, they didn't know that the wife was there. They didn't that know is, that she was that there until they, they, put their, they put her on the jumbotron after they started booing. They stopped booing once they saw that she was there. Miller, they knew she was there. She was sitting there. Don't come up with that's such a bullshit excuse. I'm so just let me saying. so let me let me put this let me put this to you in a different light. So say that you become no. very popular mm. at your company, and then your company decides to put you at the Ring of Honor ceremony. Right, you're dead, but your wife has to show up. And then when they announce your name and your wife is there, everyone's like, boo, boo. <laughs> i'm not saying it was a good look i'm just stating the fact that this is what the fans have done since 2000 no. yes no. every no, time jerry krause's name is announced they boo him it's happened for years and the fact that the bulls were stupid enough to hold this ceremony without michael jordan scotty pippen and dennis rodman mind you there are more and i will get to how bad this was run because you focused on this um is is really stupid like you had to know that this was the expectation going in here's Un unless 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 they started the segment by saying blah 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 the jerry i, I don't know what her name is Thelma Krause is here to in place of the deceased Jerry Krause or starting it that way. But the way they did it and they just announced Jerry Krause's name, this is what the fans have been doing for years. Here's, so to here's expect my thing, a though. different response is here's, here's idiotic. My thing. Here's my thing. They got to get over it. Really? Hey, After hey, the hey, last hey, dance, hey, you hey, expect hey. them to get over it? They hang he on, was beaten down hang to on. the ground even more. So like, yeah, you know the man how, is dead. What more can be done to him? You know the commission when he comes out on the draft, they boo him. 
And it's like a thing now. They boo the commissioner, regardless of who it is, what he does, right? So I think it was probably that. If I want to give the fans out, like Miller said, maybe they didn't see him. Once they saw him, they stopped. I want to give them that out, maybe. But no, was, like, don't the give him an that, out. But the, it, the, what I was going to say, finish my thought, is the entire NBA community, from Charles Barkley to Steve Kerr to anyone you can think of, is like the fans are in the wrong. So, like, the fans are in the wrong. I don't care if they didn't see it. Whatever it was, like, he, the man's dead. The man deserves to be there. That was just in poor taste. Like, I mean, when are we going to get to the point where we can't celebrate the guy who brought the champ, like, brought the team together to win those championships? It wasn't just MJ. Not only yeah. that, when MJ was gone, the Bulls still made like the semis and conference finals. Like that team was still competitive. Hey, but like, I'm not the one out there booing him. No, Chris, All it's I interesting. Just, you... It's very interesting you do, you defending the 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 Bulls organization here because you like have sided with the Bears fans in the first quarter when they boo the play calling. It's the first quarter. It's game two, and the fans Miller, are freaking or Miller. See, I'm already mad at Miller, but that's not the case. Boopin, the offensive coordinator's wife wasn't on the field. There's a fucking difference. <laughs> no. Like, the fans are passionate. No, I get not, it. not necessarily. They're in the, they're like, in the stands. But, is, for, okay, okay, let's dive in. Wife See, didn't have the, the record, fucking headset calling the place. the record, I am not defending the fans booing it as much as I am... Defending the fans? As much as I am destroying the lack of... I don't even know. Not even the, I don't even know the lack of being the lack of understanding from the, the bulls marketing crew, whoever decided to come up with this event, because that's the problem. But you you don't have the widow there when you know, this was, is going to happen because it happened historically every time they've mentioned his name. But on top of that, on top of that, let's dive into everything else. Let's dive into everything else. Hold on. Let me ask a question then. Does Jerry Krause, not get credit for dude what he did i'm not i i don't i wouldn't hold on food him. hold on though he gets well, you, it's a, a yes lot or of no. the credit i am it's not yes part no. of this community okay I'm okay i get it i get it just hold on historically. you booed you booed i listen, saw you on tv listen, you booed you first booing. of all don't make me show the video of you there being the first to boo and then don't when the wife money was for like shitty organizations now you started the whole thing miller it was all you you started the booze Here's my question you. to you. Here's my question. When does he get celebrated? Probably never. If that if that's he wasn't gonna get celebrated, see, that's the problem. He's not gonna get celebrated. It's but to Boobin's point. Problem. It is to Boobin's point with Roger Goodell. It's the same situation. They, like they, they just have this habit now. Is it a good habit? Absolutely not. Does he deserve to be celebrated? Absolutely. He put that team together. But guess what? Some fans are still upset with the way it ended. They'll always be upset. But let's focus on the other mishaps that occurred here, okay? Other than that specific point. One, Luke Longley traveled in from Australia, wasn't recognized. Two, Steve Kerr, who, how many rings does he fucking have? Not only with the Bulls, but with the Warriors and the Spurs, probably over 10, wasn't recognized. Mm, no. Not 10. Phil Jackson, yes. He no. won how many with the Bulls? Three. Three? Three four? with the Bulls, two with the Spurs, and four with the so nine. I don't I don't four yeah, so not ten. Four with Golden State? Oh my god. 
Um, typical Miller being wrong. Continue. Um, Phil Jackson, that was an embarrassment. Phil Jackson was getting honored a standing O and they cut it short to, to go to Tony Kukoc. So you can sit here and focus on one thing when that whole Bulls organization, whoever put on this event, put on an embarrassment and it should have been done in the back, the back room or a different date to not have Scottie Pippen and Michael Jordan in, in that stadium is a joke. It wasn't a fucking um, ring of honor. Come on. Miller so, was right. Nine rings for Steve Kerr. Nine. He said over 10. So he was no. still wrong. But uh, real quick, though, I don't know if you know this, Miller, but there's probably a reason why Jordan and Pippen were not going to be in the same room. That's fine. They get Jordan. I don't, I don't know what to right, tell that's you. That's what I'm saying. Like, Jordan's kid is tapping... You tapping Pippen's ex-wife so like I'm pretty sure there's not gonna be and not to mention not just that but all the fucking shit that Pippen was talking about Jordan there as as a Bulls like fan I would have loved to see what would have happened even if they were on opposite opposite ends of whatever fucking row they wanted to put him in I would have loved to see the tea that would have come out of that but being very realistic they did have a ceremony before the actual game they had like a whole thing for a bunch of them that were there. A lot of the stuff that you don't see on the on TV though is is what's going to get like not brought up as much. So this the fact that this is getting brought up and the fact that you're antagonizing the person that literally had nothing to do except share the same last name is what I have an issue with. That's all. Okay, well just understand wanna, that the whole if, event was a shit show from okay, start to but, finish. But to, also, to like reiterate, MJ and like Dave Scotty have been in like they were in the NBA 250 last year. They've been in events together. So that yeah, they but that was after. Together. Yeah, but yeah, but this is a lot has happened with Pippen. Like, let's not let's not act I like it hasn't. Like, it, I don't think this it. is as important as you think it is. Yeah, like my my whole thing with this is at what point? Granted, the last stand did not help Kraus, but at what point? Do we appreciate Kraus? I, I already told you it's not going to happen. If they don't appreciate him in this moment, it's not going to happen. Because this is the moment to do it. When he is officially passed on, this was the moment. And it didn't happen. So, All right. Well, I I feel like we're at that point where it just has to happen. I wouldn't, I don't even really understand why they booed. I mean, I get it, but like from the beginning, that's what I'm saying. Like, I understand it, but at the same token, it's just like he still put together the team that won the city six championships. Sure, he made a, he might have made some bad judgments or bad mistakes, but he still put together the team. So I don't really get it, but it's fine. It's fine. We can move on. All right. And, All right. Um... All right. Well, that was spirited conversation right there. Probably the most we've ever talked about the Bulls. Um, as we know, NFL is king, and we had a wonderful week of Super Wildcard Weekend. I think that's what I they called it. I hate that name, by the way. Does <laughs> anyone I, else hate yeah. it? I just wanted it to be Wildcard Weekend. Like, why is it I... super... I thought this weekend would be wild card. No, it's divisional weekend. It's like, divisional. I don't know why it's super. Yeah, I, I, I don't understand it. There's like lots of things to hate if you want to talk about that. The business sides of NFL, 
that the Peacock exclusive streaming game that was very mm-hmm. lucrative. Supposedly, it was the most streamed game of all time, but a lot of people were not happy. Okay, it was so, not... sorry to cut you off. Was it the most streamed game of all time or for Peacock? Of all time, I I thought that seems that doesn't seem right. That that can't be right because I thought the Super when, Bowl was think most streamed. Game that was exclusively streamed before Amazon. They do it every Thursday. I guess they do, but it's not playoffs. So, it's, I think it's. Yeah, okay, so wait a minute. Wait I a minute. Know. Did you just come up with that then, Boopin? <laughs> like, where's the? No no, 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 no. It's definitely it was out there the most streamed game, but I thought it was for Peacock. I didn't think it was all time. I mean, it would definitely be for Peacock. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, out of the hundred most watched things last year, ninety-eight or ninety-seven of them were football games. And it was like one Oscar, one political thing, All right. maybe a couple a- of college football games. So According NFL to is- CNN.com, which was uh, an article posted on the 15th, and uh, it says the Chiefs-Dolphins game on Peacock was the most streamed live event in U.S. history. Yeah. There you go. That's interesting. Crazy. But again, a lot of people were not happy that it was only on Peacock. So lots of interesting things happened, but I think it was a wonderful week of um, NFL football storylines throughout. If it's okay with you guys, let's run through them quickly. Game sucked, but go ahead. What? Um, it was like one Detroit, good game. Which we'll start off with. The Detroit Lions won a playoff game for the first time in 32 years, beating Matt Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams 24-23 on Sunday night. When that game started, I thought it was going to go for like 100 points, but the second half was really um, defensive. Lions um, ended a nine-game postseason losing streak, longest in NFL history that dated uh, to a victory over Dallas on 99-2. They lost a home playoff game two, two years later, but they had not hosted one since, so it was really good to see them. Um, I don't know if you guys watched the game. It was super nice. They were showing fans that have been there um, all their lives and like had not seen them won a home playoff game. It was wonderful game, wonderful atmosphere. Super happy for the Lions fan. Did you see the pre- the Stafford's presser? Yeah. What was it? <laughs> Basically, they asked him about how he feels about Detroit winning their first game or their first playoff game or something along those lines. And he says, he said, I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for those guys that didn't even acknowledge the city. City. Wow. Uh, they, they were definitely like, oh, like you wanted to move away from this town. They were definitely like, they booed him too they, when, they, when he came out. I don't know if you guys saw that. But that was interesting, too. Yeah, but I'm pretty sure, like, a couple of years from now when Stafford retires and everything, they'll give him his his props. I mean, I don't think Detroit is going to hold that against him. Yeah. Um, we'll probably cover this in a minute, but, like, two NFC North teams is still alive in the playoffs. Ugh. Um, the other game, which I thought was great, and I think I deserve some flowers because you assholes were on Joe Flacco's it wasn't a great game, but yes, you were 100% correct. Stroud became the youngest QB to win the playoff game as Texans just routed the Browns 45-14. to 14. I thought yeah, it was a good game. That wasn't a great game. <laughs> I it, it was like, what, like 14-28, to 14-20, to 20, Another, something like that? You, you seem to be a negative, Nancy. What is your definition of a good NFL game? A close NFL game. 
but it does, just because it's close doesn't mean it's good. Like a twenty-two that's, well, year that's old. Not, guy. That's your opinion. That's not my opinion. But Brother, you think on. a fun game, a six-six game going into the fourth, is a good game? It's better than a forty-fourteen game. I can tell you that. Well, well, hang on. Like a guy. It's a defensive battle. I mean, uh, a close game on. is a good game. I want to be on the edge of my seat. I don't want to be sitting there knowing that the game's gonna be over. A second like, overall pick. You can sit on here a, and, on a three and ten team. I don't know what the record was. Three and. I'm not taking anything team. away from Houston. I'm just saying it coach. wasn't a good game to watch. It was a blowout. I, I the game was it. over by halftime. I, I it was over like by the halftime after like that defensive score, but I don't think it was like a pretty good game until then. They were going back and forth the first couple quarters, and then, and then like Joe Texas Flacco threw two pick sixes in a row. But it was like a fucking bum that everyone's like giving props to that destroyed the Chicago Bears defense. Like, like it was hard to predict. Like he was just gonna throw every plan, and Texas looked at his game plan. Oh, he throws a lot, and just played around it. Anyway, we'll never agree, I guess, on this, but. Um, Patrick Mahomes led the Chiefs to a 26-7 playoff win over the Dolphins in like the fourth coldest game ever in NFL history. Um, uh, you know, if you're wondering how cold it was in Kansas City, it was the same weather in Chicago the next day. It was negative 27 with the wind chill. So like we got to enjoy just, the same weather. So, I just so, can't believe that you always see the fucking shirtless motherfuckers out there. It's just like, what the hell is wrong with you? They gotta get pneumonia or bronchitis <laughs> or something next day, right? There's no way. No, I don't know, I don't know if they plan it just perfectly with the cameras or 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 what. I I just don't get it. Oh, it's Dude, I was outside for like three minutes and I hated every minute of it. With yeah. like like three layers of clothing, I don't know if I could be naked in that weather. Um, another blowout. Um, probably sad for Bears fans to see. Jordan Love and the Packers pull a wild card stunner, beating Dak Prescott and Cowboys, forty-eight to thirty-two. Um, the rec- the the scoreline at the end is not fair. I think the game was probably like forty-eight to fourteen mm-hmm. until like the Packers started playing their second and third string defense. Yeah, I, I saw something on that that's basically Kyle Shanahan came out and he said, "Oh yeah, I was prepping for the Packers in the second quarter." <laughs> I think it wasn't it twenty seven zero at uh like at half or something like that something was, crazy. They might have scored one. I think it was twenty seven seven. I think, but yeah, it was it was like the game was over. Like Packers that scored was, in six I, I out of seven ve- drives or something something like that. It was crazy. I was very torn. I was very torn because in ones that I didn't want the Packers to win, and especially for Jordan Love to play the way he did, and it really sucks. But at the other side, at the other side of the coin, I was sitting there laughing my ass off on this Cowboys team that was praised and I believe picked by one of you to be in the Super Bowl, and like just for them to fall flat on their face as hard as they did was kind of dude. It's a joke. It's a joke how bad they like freaking choke every year. But um, I think it's a good good time as any um, bringing it back home two NFC North teams are still alive in the divisional round. Is that a good thing for the Bears or a bad thing for the Bears? It's horrible. For the Bears. This is the worst case scenario if you're a Bears fan. Okay, explain yourself. Uh, Jordan Love is 1-0 in the playoffs. Um, Detroit 
everyone thought Goff was basically done for, and he comes back and comes to Detroit and gets another playoff win. And done for? What does that yeah, even mean? People, like, I mean, he was dumped. He was a salary. He was dumped. dumped essentially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're you're talking three years ago when they made the trade. Yeah. Because Detroit was a Super Bowl prediction for multiple individuals this year. So to say that like this wasn't expected is not actually this is in terms of the NFC North though, like for being a Bear fan. Like this is but the worst. I, I know, that's what I'm saying. Detroit was heavily favored to win the division and pre- predicted by many to make it this far, and you're acting like they weren't. I mean your Jordan no, Love I'm, point is very I'm, I'm acting as if the the question has being po- Miller, do you not listen to the question? He said, How does yeah, this make he, you feel? And you're talking about no, how, how this, this wasn't this, this was bad if you're a Bears fan. Yeah, and you're talking and about how Jared Goff wasn't when Jer- productive. When when Jared Goff was brought in, was he thought to be the guy to lead the Lions to no, a Super Bowl? No, but that Bowl? was three years ago. Okay, but that's what I'm saying. That's that's what Bears fans are dealing with. You're dealing with now two playoff ready quarterbacks with good defenses or decent defenses on one. For part. the record, Goff brought the Rams to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and he was still dumped. He's been really good the last two years. Okay. So you guys to answer your question, the... Boopin. Yes, sir. Uh, it is not good because of what is happening with the Bears and their QB uh, situation. Like, that was my question. Like, because these teams are good, is there added pressure on Ryan Poles and Flues to deliver, right? Like, do, do these decisions now even come at a greater, um, like, greater risk? than anything right like there's two good teams minnesota like justin jefferson they have a couple things good things going too like does this mean like the margin of error for the bears is much little was the silver lining i was trying to point i don't know if you guys agree i think so i mean given that we both we all kind of agreed that this is a playoffs or bust scenario for the bull or for the bears next year if they Um, keep fields yeah if they keep fields even if they don't keep fields, like I think the Flus is going to be under a watch next year too. I agree if with it's that. Caleb Williams. I if mean, it's Caleb for... Williams, I think he gets a reset of at least one additional year, in my opinion. I don't think that's true, personally. I think I, I mean, if you're looking at it from Matt Eberflus's seat, yes, it could be playoff or bust for him. But for the organization as a whole, if you draft Caleb, there's an expectation of a pullback. That's what I you want think to say. so, given what we saw with Stroud. Yeah, look at every other quarterback that came out of this rookie draft. Stroud Anthony Richardson played three games or Bryce four Young. games. Bryce Young Chris. looked awful. Historically, yeah, rookie team, quarterbacks do not perform was not like that. Great, like Carolina was just not a great team. I mean, so I mean, he Houston. looked bad with the team that was on the field. I get they weren't great, but they he looked awful. I mean, okay, if you're talking, okay, that I. But can I mean, understand. you're looking at one draft. Look, historically, historically, rookie quarterbacks do not do what CJ Stroud's doing. So to uh, to expect it to repeat is is not a good yeah, thought in, process. In a game that was not good, he played really well, right, Chris? Right, Miller? Yes, the game sucked. I don't understand what you guys want want to watch. All right, okay, going back to the last two games played on Monday. Um, Josh Allen and Bills in the rescheduled game dispatched the Steelers 31-17. Um, you know, the game was delayed by snow. They still prevailed, probably expected. Mason Rudolph's 
showed some sign of life in the second half, but still, still Bills put him away pretty handily at the end. Um, that was a decent game again until the second quarter, I think. It's like some good things. To the back second quarter. Let's be all excited about a quarter of good football. And probably the biggest shocker of the year, for me at least, Mayfield threw for 337 yards and three touchdowns to lead the Buccaneers to a 32-9 victory in the NFC wildcard route of the Eagles. Just That was Eagles. very surprising. I mean, that game was over in, like, the first quarter. <laughs> Guys, like, Eagles were 10-1 and one at the beginning of December. The the way this team collapsed, God, I don't know what's happening with that team. Like, just I, seems bad vibes right now. No, it's also injuries. Like, people were getting injured left and right. A.J. Brown was not even in that game. Like, they, That's they a big were one. That, I mean, that offense just looked discombobulated. Like, they got First lucky that they injured. scored a touchdown. They got mm-hmm. lucky because they hit Devontae Smith on one, like a 55-yard pass play. Like, other than that, that offense didn't move the ball. It was pretty embarrassing considering they were in the Super Bowl last year. They really fizzed the business. I don't even out. think it's a bad, like, do you think it was just a bad team game? Like, obviously it was a bad team game. They only scored nine points and gave up plus 30. But, like, this team is still capable of, I mean, I know there might be some players moving. Um, I don't know I, if they are. Like, I, I just, was going to, yeah, I was going to. Like jump on Jason Kelsey retired. A couple other people. Oh, no, he came out no, on his show and said, "Come on, bro, you got to listen to the Come New Heights podcast." Come on, I was looking at the fan. videos of him saying goodbye to the players on the locker room. He, he, he was probably he was leaving for the day. <laughs> he was on a one year too. It's not that big of a no, but like a couple other people. Not that big day. of a loss. It's not that big of a scenario. I was saying he's on a one-year deal, so he was going to be gone anyway. They would have needed to do a new contract. Oh, no. Like, I, I think either he retires or, like, you know. He's, like, he's, he can walk in there anytime he wants, and he'll they'll yeah. give him a contract. He, he's that good. But that being said, we have this weekend's matchups all lined up. The Houston so, before Texas. we move on, I just want to just wanna cover the fact yeah. that there were how many games this week? Eight games? And mm-hmm. one game was decided by less than 10 points. Just want to point that out. So if you think that's great football, props to you. I do not. Uh, I, I enjoyed most of the football. So. I had a good time. I don't know why Miller's on that. I'm sorry. You need. I like close things. games. This is the reason I don't watch college because 90% of them aren't close. Well, I don't watch college because there's 3,000 teams playing every given time. And I don't follow one. But I don't know. I enjoy NFL. I think. Most of the games had good storylines going into them. Uh, Chris and I enjoy Hard Knocks, so we enjoyed the Miami game. We had high hopes for that game. Yeah, and even I felt bad for Miami, given the conditions, but that Kansas City team looks really good, man. I don't know. Like I was looking into them after. Like Again, everyone comes out of this after, right? Miami, like going up against good teams, looks like they beat really shitty teams. Then they get beaten by good teams. That seems like they're like the Cowboys. Really both of them are going home. Yeah, Cowboys like give up a lot of running rushing yards. Freaking Aaron Jones like look like vintage Aaron Jones scored three touchdowns. So it was interesting to see the storyline. I enjoyed most of it. Um, if Miller's done hating, we can look into the games for this weekend. Miller, you can if you can find one thing to hate on each one, I'll give you props. Mm, let's do it. 
Okay, Houston, Texans. Houston uh, and Baltimore. Houston's going to get railroaded by the Baltimore Ravens. It, um, uh, Lamar. I mean, actually, I, I'm going to take the other route. I'm going to say Lamar is going to choke. Uh, he is going to choke and lose there. That's my hatred there. San Francisco, Green Bay. This is not even going to be a game. San Francisco, and specifically Kyle Shanahan, owns the Packers, so it's going to be a slaughter. Detroit, Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay, they beat a bad Philly team. Detroit's going to slaughter them. And KC Buffalo will be the one good game of the week. KC Buffalo again. I'm ready for another good game there. Uh, I can't believe you honestly think that the Lions and Bucks is going to be a blowout. I think that's going to be a lot closer than you think, so you should be able to enjoy (laughs) it. I was just trying to make by talking. But I I think Baker has been good Baker and bad Baker this year. There's been games where he looks absolute dog shit. The man's playing with broken ribs and came out with 300 plus yards, bro. No, I know, but there's been like, he's, he's played well, but like there's been games where he just looks awful. Like, it's just been up and down with him, so like, Detroit showed up-ish against the Rams, so I feel like that's the matchup there. If they can make him back into a pumpkin, Detroit pulls off the win, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if Bucks win. I wouldn't be surprised if Baltimore loses. Um, but wow. I would hate that narrative because it, it would be nice to see Baltimore in a Super Bowl. Um, but we all know the NFL does these scripts before the season starts. Oh my they, god. Uh, you know, they uh okay, planted Pat, Taylor McAfee, Swift. Take it easy. They planted Taylor Swift, and so now, in order for the Super Bowl to have the most views ever in a game, uh, Taylor Swift needs to be at the Super Bowl. So I think that narrative is still going to continue. I don't think so. I, I think would have Buffalo... thought the Cowboys would be won if that was the narrative, just because it's the Cowboys. It would have drawn more views. Where is the Super Bowl? Arizona. Vegas? That's a Vegas. I have no idea. Vegas. I think it's Vegas. It might be Vegas. Um, no, but like, I I would like I think Baltimore, San Fran, Detroit, and Buffalo moving forward would be amazing for me. I think, but I don't know. KC, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Houston, Houston, Green Bay, young teams making moves. But I wonder, you know, if I also wouldn't it. be surprised if Green Bay pulls it off. In San Francisco, yeah, yeah I, did. I counted them out last week too. Yeah, so I did too. I will not talk shit about them. I promise I would shut up if they beat the Cowboys in Jerry World, but I, I think I'll be, you know, San, first San Francisco puts a fucking licking on them every time they play in the playoffs. It's in San Francisco. I, again, I think they have the weapons to keep up with Green Bay and the defense too, probably. All right. So uh, two games Saturday, two games Sunday. Should be a fun weekend. I am excited. Miller will be looking for blowouts again. I feel like this week will be closer, Miller. Don't worry. All right. You guys ready to review the Chicago Bears? Uh, I will definitely be taking that over because I know you guys love to talk about stats. And All right. quite of it. So... What we're doing, which if you guys were listened to our last episode, uh, we're going to review a couple of the positions that we felt was important and give them almost like a year-end review. Um, there are a couple of obvious topics that we have to discuss. Um, but I think what was decided is we were going to talk about the QBs and the offensive line. So 
because I could give two shits about stats when it comes to this kind of conversation, I decided to host this segment. And we're going to let the other homers talk about why Justin Fields did really good. So I'm going to swing it over to Mr. Miller. Miller. I didn't do this section. Then never mind. We're going to swing it <laughs> Wait, over. Also, Miller's been a Fields hater most of the year. How do you not throw that to me? I'm offended. But anyway. Well, Justin right. Boobin, Fields. Give us the J- breakdown on what you felt Justin Fields did this year. JF1. QB1. Forever and ever. No, never mind. Um, so Justin Fields, um, he's in his fourth year of his rookie deal in the 2024 year. Cap hit is about $6 million. Um, Bears have until May 2024 to exercise his fifth-year option, which would be around $23.3 million, Okay? So this year, $6 million. They have to extend him by May if they want to hold on to him n- next year for $23.3 million. Um, Fields got off to a rough start, 2023. He was so much hype in the preseason. For the first three games, he had just thrown for 526 yards, three touchdowns, and four interceptions. Uh, but, you know, the game, the season turned around. We went into week four. We went into Denver. Uh, he threw for 282 yards and four touchdowns. Sorry, that's not right. He threw for 335 yards and... Uh, four touchdowns against Denver and followed it up with 282 yards and four touchdowns against Commanders. So through week five, we're doing great. But week six comes around and he hurts his uh, right thumb and he's out for six weeks. Sorry, four weeks in week six. But in the final seven games after coming back from the injury, he threw for 1,361 yards, five touchdowns, three interceptions, and added 420 yards on the ground with three scores. Um, Miller may not agree, but I think he shows growth as a passer. He threw for more yards this year than his 21 and 22 combined, uh, but his consistency, I think, never materialized. The downfield passing game came and went without a rhyme or reason. Maybe Getsy deserves some blame there, but Fields and offense finished the season ranked bottom third in the league, in passing yard, pass racing, EPA for dropback, uh, and success rate. Now, he made those elusive plays that only a few players are able to make, but often fail to make those game-clinching drives and plays, often and being the reason why we ended up on the wrong side of a win. Now, the biggest question of the offseason, Miller, what is the biggest question of the offseason for the Bears? Why do you think I don't think he improved? You can clearly see he improved. <laughs> I, I, I love I, these I, fucking guys. You guys are such like you can clearly homers. see he's improved. But the problem is, Boobin, getting back to your point, um, did he improve enough? I mean, did he improve enough? Like, are you really gonna uh, be happy if you go into year four and he improves incrementally again and he puts up twenty nine hundred yards and? 20 touchdowns to 10 interceptions. Like, is that what you want with a six sixty one point eight percent completion rate? Is that really what you want from your quarterback position? I don't know. It is for me. So the biggest question is, are we going to keep him or are we going to get rid of him? And I think this, this, the playoffs, even though the games were shit, I think this, these, these playoffs show a lot about how important quarterback play is because, you look at Houston, you look at C.J. Stroud, he turned the organization around, like you mentioned. You look at Kansas City, 
and you look at Tua, who folded in the cold weather, they look like crap with an elite offense. And Patrick Mahomes got it done with basically minuscule talent out there. Uh, and then you look at um, the one other game that I'm blanking on that was played yeah. after the Houston game. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. That's the one. You look at Jordan Love. Buddy, and same these are same young, thing. talented players. And Fields has been here for three years. Love's played one year, and he's thrown for probably as many touchdowns as Fields has in his career. That's not true. But the point stands. The point close. stands that quarterback play matters in this league, and I don't know if Justin can do it via his arm. Okay, gun to your head. Do they pick do the Bears? Should the Bears pick Caleb Williams? Should or will? Those are two very different questions. Should, according to you. Should. I think they should, even though I kind of don't want them to. I'm I'm torn over here. I'm very torn. Okay. Because I want Eberflus and Fields to to go into the canyon and burn together. I want to reset this whole organization. But because I don't know if Eberflus will be here past next year. Chris. It's dependent on my opinion, which by the way, you're wrong. I don't think Fields really improved much over last year. So you just said he improved. Thank you. He didn't improve much. He (laughs) He improved. Jesus Christ. To me, like improved. Would you say that if you went from a D to a D plus, is that improvement? Yes, Yes. that's improvement. All right, then I stand corrected. The fields improved enough to get a plus on the letter. The data cannot lie. The The data can lie. The data it can be not, manipulated. It can't. Lie. Yeah, it, it can. It can definitely be like that. It's, I my I, thing is, I can give you stats year over year. No, so. I'm 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 barely staying up for this part. But realistically, I think the contract is going to have something to do with it. I believe the Bears should draft Caleb. Will they? I don't know. There's there's a lot of his. There's a lot of reports coming around. Uh. There was a podcast uh, that was done with Keyshawn Johnson, and I believe, was it Jalen? I think it was Jalen, right? Yes. And that question was posed to him. He and then said that the coaches, I'm paraphrasing, that the coaches needed to be held responsible as well. Like, there should be some responsibility to the coaches. So I don't know if that means, well, yeah, but like, I, I I'm kind of I'm kind of in the point of should everyone have been fired? And that's where I'm kind of like still torn because we see the, the well, coaches based, are available. Based I, on that statement, defense is improving, offense sucked, offense coordinators all got fired. I don't know the point that you're trying to make with that. I just I feel like there should have been more done. I don't know. I think the I, I agree with Halo. you. I'm just harping on that it's, point. Like I, I think I would have rather seen, but that's what makes me concerned about the possibility of them keeping fields because they didn't clean house. If they wanted, yeah. if they went the Caleb direction, I feel like if they would have cleaned house, that would have been a good indicator. Because but, Miller, and then I know I don't want to get too much because I want to get to the other topic here, but Miller, do you feel that May or a couple weeks before May is a target for the bears to trade fields before that, that option becomes available? Are you talking about before the draft or after the draft? Before May. So after the draft. Draft in April? 
Like draft basically, is in April. They, they have to pick up the option. Though. They have to pick up the option or not for that fifth year. I would expect Fields to be traded before the draft. Before the draft. Okay. Yeah. I don't so, think they're going to do both. So maybe the, that's yeah. playing their hand, but if you have the number one pick, does it really matter? That's another good point. I, mean, I just want to bring know that who up. They're going to take, but it's either that or Marvin Harrison. It's either trade or Marvin Harrison. If you're keeping, uh, that's field my worst time. case scenario. They take yeah. Marvin number one. I will cry on the floor again. All right, yeah, Boopin, I mean, what uh, what about you? I'm assuming you're keeping Fields. Looks like the rumor on the street is Fields has played his last Bears uh, snap, and Caleb Williams is going to be the pick. That does. I, but I this, did hear that as well. But do you want to keep Fields? I would love to keep Fields. I think fucking Homer. All right, let's go ahead and keep. <laughs> go, no, go ahead. Why do you say no, that? No, no, no. Again, I have been on this chain for like what two years now, I think. But he didn't do enough to like for me to fully say yes, he's the guy. Uh, but like Miller said, Flus is here. Give him one more year. He's in, he's getting paid six million. Maybe not pick up the fifth year option if you're saying, you know, hey, or maybe extend him by a year if you think he's gonna go somewhere and see if he has anything. Proves himself wrong. Um, they are picking a new offensive coordinator, so I feel like that's where the biggest question mark for me is. If they do another round round Getsy or someone like that who is not catering to what Fields does well. This will be a failed experiment. You're so, not going to know. You, you're you not going to know. You didn't know that Getsy was going to crash and burn when we got him. So you can't sit here and say, oh, if, is he going to bring it? I mean, the same questions were asked when Getsy came on board and you would hope and he didn't yeah. do it. I don't yeah, know. I no. get offensive coordinators big. It looks like they're going off of the Shanahan tree because I think those are the five guys that they've interviewed so far. But you just, you don't know. And the problem is like, we Every offensive coordinator is going to come in here and say he can get the best out of fields. Yeah. But, I, but is that I, what I you like want? Should though? Do that. But is that what you want? Like, can you go into an interview and say you want to get the best out of fields if you know you're getting Caleb? Like, you're putting yourself in that loop of you're bringing in someone well, that thinks you're going to work with someone that they're not. Well, even if they know, well, they won't tell anybody. They'll say, okay, yeah, yeah. if we keep fields, what's your plan with fields? If we draft Caleb, what would you do? That's probably how they would ask because you don't want to tell a new coach you're going to go one way. See, if, if that gets leaked and I'm Justin Fields, I'm like, well, why are they bringing that up? I might as well just. You know what I mean? I mean, you don't think he knows what's happening? Like, why does I mean, that I'm matter? I'm sure he knows, but at the same time, it's like, it's it's keeping that perspective of do you want to play for a team that wants you here or doesn't want you here? So there's a yeah, lot well, more that'll behind be that decided just, on whenever and, the draft is either they're going to take a quarterback or they're not i'm pretty sure and if well, they take a quarterback they're not going to be concerned with hurting justin's feelings i can tell you that right now uh, um like we'll have some version of this conversation for three months people to gear up uh but talking about um you know qb1 for four weeks tyson agent what was his nickname forgot Bajan. 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 Thank you, Miller. Uh, we signed him as an undrafted free agent out of Shepherd University in May 2023. He amazingly be- beat out PJ Walker and Nathan Peterman for the backup job. He made his NFL debut in week six. Um, thank you, whoever did that. Uh, 
week six against the Vikings, coming out after Fields got hurt. He went 2-2 two and two in the next four starts with 859 total yards, three touchdowns, and six interceptions. He also rushed for 23 times for 109 yards and two touchdowns, passer rating of 65.7. Uh, he proved himself to be more than capable backup with a really high upside and a really high ceiling. I'm very excited that he's on the team, and we have a very cheap uh, – I have thrown his contract numbers in here too. But we, he's basically making Yeah, I deleted million, that. He's basically making That's a million, weird. and he's on a three-year deal, which is weird, but basically making a million this coming year he's, and a million the following year. He was undrafted, so you have to sign a new contract if you're not drafted. I know, but he signed a three-year contract, which is odd, and he's making about 2.3 mil total. But cheap, I mean, cheap I, backup. I I don't think he'll be in here for a long run if another offensive coordinator gets here anyway. So I did a, I did like seeing him play. I, there was something about his swag that I genuinely enjoyed watching. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's not back next year. I would be. I think I you you I think you're on the right track. I don't think he'll be here if we are a true competitor. Yeah. Like you'll need to bring in a vet or someone that is comfortable with the like offense. Next year, I think he'll be here, especially if Fields is here. If Fields isn't here, I don't know if he'll be here, to Chris's point, I guess. Um, just because if you're going in with a rookie, I don't know if you want Tyson Badgen to be your backup. Yeah, I'm kind of in that. But I did appreciate everything he did. I was very hyped with him. I even called him the Fields replacement just because he brought a little bit of excitement when he was out here. But we're going to go ahead and bring it on to the next topic of discussion, which is going to be the offensive line. Miller. The big boys up front. All right. So as all of you know, we went into the year with the expectation of improvement on the offensive line. The thought was having Braxton Jones on the left side, Tevin Jenkins at left guard. I think Cody Whitehair at center. Nate Davis at right guard, and Darnell Wright at right tackle. Well, you know what? That ended in a bombshell very early and in a lot of different facets. This offensive line group was all over the place. They used, I think, most of the offensive, the reserves that they had. They used up a lot of people, and it ended up being the ideal offensive line when all said was done, was Braxton left tackle, Tevin left guard, Lucas Patrick, who was a signing from the Packers last year at center, Nate Davis at right guard, and Darnell Wright at right tackle. That crew was um, the quote-unquote starters uh, at the end of season, and unfortunately, they only played five games together, which leads to the, another one of the excuses Justin Fields homers use. But overall, let's take a look at how they did. Braxton Jones was ranked 33rd from PFF out of 70 offensive tackles. Kevin Jenkins was the highest rated, highest graded run and passed offensive lineman on the team. He was basically the best offensive lineman. Braxton Jones was second. Kevin Jenkins at left guard was ranked 10th out of 65 guards across the league. Lucas Patrick at center was ranked 29th out of 32. Woo, we have a stud center. Nate Davis, who was the prized free agent offensive lineman brought in, was ranked 54th out of 65. Isn't good. 
And then finally, our rookie right tackle, Darnell Wright, was ranked 52nd out of 70 at offensive tackle. So the other notable guy was Cody Whitehair. He jumped around a lot. He was ranked 62 out of 65 for his main position, which is guard. Like I mentioned, a lot of our offensive linemen missed a lot of time, specifically two starters, three starters, I should say. Tevin Jenkins, he um, played 12 of 17 games. Uh, Davis, 11 of 17 games, and Braxton Jones, 11 of 17 games. So, obviously, they missed big chunks and basically concurrently as well, which didn't help. But the one resilient player on the offensive line who played every single game was our rookie, Darnell Wright. So, shout out to him. The biggest questions coming out of here um, are in regards to the contract situations of Tevin Jenkins and Nate Davis. Tevin Jenkins is was drafted by Ryan Poles, ironically. No, not Ryan Poles. Ryan Pace, ironically. He has one more year left. So now the thought, the talk is going to be, should we sign him? So what is your guys' opinion on Tevin Jenkins? He is injury prone. He's missed 21 games in the last three years. But obviously you can see from the body of work when he is playing well, he is throwing people around. So what do you think? Do you think we should give him an extension to keep him here for a little bit longer? Yeah, I remember when he was drafted, he fell a little bit because there was some back issues, I think. If I remember correctly, that's why he had dropped too. But man, you're right. When he's playing, he looks like a mauler. He's aggressive. He like he's just, you know, getting people just on the ground. I would love to keep him. He's young. He seems to be bare material. Um, you know, hopefully, you know, he, he, we get him a little bit cheaper than what the higher end people are going if he stays here because he's been hurt a little bit. I would love to keep him if he can afford him. I think Davis. If we is, can afford him, we can afford anybody. I don't know. Davis, I think we can. I don't know. I wouldn't be sad if I, if I saw him leave next year. Unless he steps up, I think I'm okay letting him go. He had a pretty down year, according if I remembering the games correctly yeah he wasn't ranked very high but i mean he had a death in the family that kind of screwed him up at the beginning of the year so who knows i don't see him going anywhere because i think they're going to keep him just because it was a signing that holes made what do you think chris this is tough because we did see the line improve towards the back end of the year um so the whole team implosion. improve on the yeah but before the pack, but even that, like some of the passing block, the pass block that we had was decent enough where it gave us a chance. I don't know. I'm 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 kind of indifferent. I want to keep the line, obviously reward them for what they they were able to do and see if they can if they can get better. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure that the market is going to be open to some of this O line stuff. But I always feel like the Bears are going through O line every free agency, so I'm I'm kind of torn here. I think if you're a good team, you probably want to like be on the lookout for new O line every year. The problem but is good O linemen don't make usually don't aren't hit. on the market. Yep. Mm-hmm. Don't so I don't know. Too. I'm kind of with you, Boopin. I kind of want to lock him up. Hopefully, get a team friendly deal because of his injured past. I don't know. Remember last year, <clears throat> start of the year, there was a lot of talk about Tevin even being part of this organization and getting traded. So I don't know if it's going to happen. But like you said, he is a mauler. He's very impressive. He kind of reminds me of like Kyle Long, one of those guys that gets in your face, but just has had an injured past. So who knows? Yeah. 
Hopefully we keep him. Nate Davis, I expect to be here. The, the three guys that personally I'm interested to see what you guys think. First, Cody Whitehair, a $9.5 million cap hit. Cut, extend, or keep? Cut. You rated, You said he was 62 out of 66. He had a horrible year. Is it his primary position center, or did he play center? He played center. His primary position where he had all his accolades is guard. Guard? Okay. Yeah, I, I feel like we need to get rid of him, move away from him. I'm actually on the keep side. I'm on the cut side. $9.5 million, we can save us. Bye-bye. Yeah, but if we don't get anything better, he's the guy that if someone's injured, he can just play in their position for the time. Sign those cap? guys for a few million. Yeah, but What's... Miller, you're talking about signing uh, fucking Tevin Jenkins, and he's barely played too. So it's like, like when is injury going to be something that we have to talk about? Like, I'm not the... paying $9.5 million for a guy that's not even going to be starting on my team. I don't know. I think... Do you know what the dead cap is for him? No, I don't. I'll look it up. That might be. Uh, but I, I think I think it's saving us nine point five. So I don't know what the details are, but I I think you cut him. If we keep him, I guess. But the other two are Lucas Patrick and Dan Feeney. Oh, his dead cap is four million dollars. Yeah, get rid of him. What's his contract at? Uh, Thirteen million. So that's why it's nine and a half. Yeah, that's what we'll save. Lucas Patrick and Dan Feeney, both unrestricted free agents. I don't see them sticking around. Dan I mean, was Lucas okay. Patrick, Lucas Patrick uh, could be a coin flip. Dan was okay towards the very end, right? Yeah. I, Replacing Lucas. I, if, if we don't solve, if we don't draft a center or we sign will. a center, that is going to be a red mark on Ryan's polls. Um, but that's the, you can get a second round, third round for centers, right? They're like not that. Yeah. Awesome. So, but overall, I mean, when healthy, the offensive line did have solid pass protection. They weren't healthy very often. They didn't, they weren't cohesive. They never got that even in the preseason. Who knows what could have been? Injuries play a role every year for all teams. Can't use that as an excuse year after year. Got to get it done for who's on, who's on the line and the players around you. Running game. We were ranked number one and running for majority of the season, just like we were last year. So, I mean, they got it done uh, from the run it's game standpoint. Stat. So props to them. And we'll see what happens. I expect a new center. We'll see if we get a new guard as well. And we'll see if Braxton Jones gets gets shuffled to where yeah. to the uh, reserve spot. You don't know. You don't know. that. That is one theory that's out there that will draft the left tackle really high. He um, had a rough year too after such like accolades, huh? Like he was being like touted as one of the greatest fifth round picks to be like the starting left tackle, but no. He's still like pretty he respectable, done... average half in the league. I mean, it is a left tackle position, which is more important, but um as a fifth round pick, I mean you take the production that he's given you, that's for sure. Okay. Um with that being said, boys, can we get Positivity grades or scores for the QB and the offensive line position for the Chicago Bears this last season. Miller? Six. Starting with me? Yeah. Six. QB position. Um, fields, I'm going to say five. Homers. All right. And Boobin for QB? Six. 
fucking homers. It's going to be a three for me. Uh, Fields did not meet the expectations that was set to him. And (laughs) you guys are are very happy with the plus grade that he got as far as improvement is concerned. So I will do that. I consider him average. I consider him average. I don't. He was an average quarterback. Uh, That's not even average numbers. But all right. Offensive line. You would there. There are 16 teams that would have wouldn't wouldn't take him and have a quarterback better than him. We after what they saw this year, no. Oh, he's absolutely being picked up. If you cut him right now, there'll be like teams like running to pick him up. I'm just saying. I'm just curious. He doesn't. He Chris doesn't view him as average. So I'm curious. And he didn't have an average season. This is not average numbers. So well, there are 16 teams that have a quarterback that is better than Fields. Well, 17 teams that are better than Fields. If I, you know what? Give me time. I probably can start naming them, and I could probably tell you a yes. No. All right, we have time. Let's go. No, we no, don't. We don't. Uh, yes, we is Daniel Jones better than Justin Fields? Oh, that's an easy one. Hell yeah, brother. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> what's your answer? I'm gonna jump on this. Daniel That'll Jones. explain a lot. Daniel Jones is the dumbest NFL story that has come out this whole time. But Boopin, offensive line. Move on, you homers. Boopin, offensive line. What was your positivity score for them? Um, Run, we were fairly dominant. Pass, caught up to end of the year. I'll give him a six and a half. We're doing halves, apparently. All right. Miller. I'm going to go four. Jesus Christ. I'm at a five with them. I'm at a five. I'm just annoyed that Boopin thinks that the offensive line, the offensive pass game caught up with the line at the end when we were dog shit at passing the ball, but that's beside the point. We won a bunch of games towards the end. I know defense was playing well, but the I don't know. The, we look better overall, I think, towards the end, but you don't have to agree. You can be a Nancy, negative Nancy, whatever you are. Better being a negative Nancy than uh, homering Homer. Says I bet you nothing Homer discussed today. I bet you buy all the Dunkin' Donuts coffee because Joseph like Fields he, endorsed by him. I, I just feel like he's on the bandwagon <laughs> that if we even say the name Fields, we're immediately a Homer. Just like, just like I, him and Mitch. I, him and Mitch are linked for life. Me. Oh, now he's like, Mitch. oh, I get it. Now he's just jaded. He would not love. What's funny is that, that you guys ever. are going to be the next Mitch comparison when Fields gets let go. Um, we both no, are saying Fields was always like Uh, statistically speaking, Fields is not better. I, yeah, I knew. <laughs> hey, Chris, but, what what XFL team will you root for next year? XFL. He's still going to be playing for the Steelers, bro. You make it seem like he's not. I don't he, know if he will be. I I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be because. There's is he going to be the backup? That, that, or that Steelers third? thing, I don't want to make, I don't want to take too much of this. I think he still is going to be an NFL quarterback, but that Steelers situation is looking bad. Like it is looking so bad as far as if you're a quarterback for that team because Do you need the playoffs. In in a community aspect of a QB game, though, like they didn't really have a dominant quarterback to make it to the playoffs. Well, the problem is when you decide collectively as mike tomlin did that mason rudolph was the best of the bunch it's not a very good it's not a good sign pick it pick it got not a good sign 
And Trubisky, Trubisky, so they had no option. No, but well, then Pickett was healthy, and then he but still that's what got I was gonna say. Like, ignoring, ignoring Mitch for a second, just ignoring Mitch, the Steelers felt that Rudolph was the guy. And, and it, it was probably a and, momentum and, thing. No, it can't be a moment. Like, if you're saying that the guy's the guy. He won, like, four in a row or three in a row to go into the playoffs. Like, why wouldn't you With write who? the with Mason Rudolph, right? So is that not a QB issue in in Steelers? That they have a speculation that Justin Fields could be their next quarterback. <laughs> you know what? I will say, Justin Fields could probably be a better fit with the Steelers if the play calling is adjusted, like from the Steelers aspect. If they if, if they get this off, if they get this kind of playoff or this kind of play calling th- that we're seeing ever since the coordinator was fired, I yeah. can definitely see Fields being successful. He did worse in that after the coordinator was fired, but he, no, they were throwing that. that. No, yeah, but they, they were throwing more. Go look at it. They they had it on one of the games that they played. They were scoring like eighteen points a game under Canada, and they were the offense was scoring 14, like thirteen, right? fourteen. So but they were throwing After a lot more, fired. if I remember. So that's what I'm saying from like that yeah, aspect. They scored comparing... 34 and 30 in the last three games. Like, Dude, no, I don't but, know what to tell you. This stat Miller, was on the Miller screen. Miller follows the Twitterverse. You know what that is. I but was watching saying, the game and it was on. It, it must have been boring because you yeah, don't Yeah, was it a boring game, Miller? Yeah. But here's well, what no, I was trying to say. if it was boring, I would have shut it off. Here's what I'm trying to say, and then we'll end the, we'll end the night with this. Um, if, If – we had the play calling that the Steelers had the last five games brought to the Bears. I think Fields would have been more successful. I don't even know what that means. I don't know wait, how you could wait. say that, say that play again? calling over there would translate to if, us. If the offensive coordinator from the Steelers was with the Bears those last five games, Fields would have been a better quarterback for the whole year. That, does that say more about Getsy or does that say more that says about, more about Getsy? Because I've said it multiple times. There was a point where even I said, Getsy is not playing to show off fields. Yeah, you hate or, fields. Yeah, I do hate fields. For oh. You're an interesting person. Sign us I off. Think, no, I think Chris loves having the anti-take. Whenever we like say sky is blue, he'll be like, no. It was green that one time I remember. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> He just loves doing that shit. So like... It, it doesn't matter what we are saying. You'll just find something and just like. Well, it's, in, it's interesting that he hates Getsy and he also hates Fields. It's Fields, yeah, that's very interesting. You guys can't say that when I've clearly said that Getsy was not play calling for Fields earlier in the year. I just don't feel that Fields is a thrower. You guys crowned him as being this great quarterback when he's a running quarterback. No one crowned him. You I, fucking I, we, I might have. We expected in a massive step forward as typically oh. happens a third year for a quarterback. And yet yeah. y'all were wrong. But yet y'all are still homers. It is what it is. It's okay to homer for them, guys. Just accept it. Chris, I know I know Mitch hurt you, but it's okay to move on. Mitch you will, didn't hurt me. The man is still again. getting paid. You will the man love is still again. getting paid. Hold on. The man is still getting paid. Still has more yards, more wins, more playoff appearances than Justin Fields has. He doesn't have more playoff wins. Uh, uh playoff appearances. Sorry. No, he, he, I, said, he, I didn't say wins. I said playoff. No, appearances. he took us to the NFC Championship win. game. He took us to the NFC Championship game. No, he did Double not. Double did not win. It was it was the divisional. It was a division. 
It was the first. We had, we had the buy. It was the set. We had the buy. It was. We had the buy. So we had more playoff appearances. He had more playoff appearances than Fields. Right, Chris and yes, I'm counting the Saints one because he started that game. So I agree. I mean, that's not wrong. All right, exactly. Chris, sign us off, buddy. All right, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you guys enjoy today's random episodes, even with our sounds not working accordingly. We'll have the outro get played by Boopin and Miller here in a little bit. Uh, please hit the like, sub- like and subscribe buttons. And please remember that we are a, still a young podcast. We're getting very close to a year here. Um, so any and all feedback is appreciated. We appreciate the five stars that we've been getting here as of late. So we're going to go ahead and end it, and maybe someday in the near future we can have some positivity coming out of Chicago. Have a good night, everyone. Bye-bye. Peace.